and welcome back to another episode of the Passionate Stewardship Podcast, a podcast for helping professionals who strongly believe in supporting their community and the humans who live there. I am your host, Dr. Sherry. This month, we are talking about radical professional self-care. And one thing that goes hand in hand with radical self-care or any kind of self-care or personal development is boundaries. You need to establish boundaries when you are talking about the pampering level of self-care because you got to carve out that time, that uninterrupted time. When you are talking about personal development, you need to make sure you are implementing boundaries. If you have a good therapist in your life, your therapist may even talk to you about boundaries when you are digging deep into some things that are impacting your life. You know, according to our good friend, Miriam Webster, a boundary indicates or fixes a limit or extent. And although I do agree with that definition of boundary, I personally prefer the definition that Nedra Glover Tawab outlines in her book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. Nedra Glover Tawab is an amazing author and therapist. She's actually a therapist in my head. Although I have my own therapist, she's my therapist in my head. And if you don't have her book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself, go get the book. And while you're at it, make sure you get the workbook that goes with the book. But according to Glover Tawab, she states, boundaries are expectations and needs that help you feel safe and comfortable in your relationships, not just your intimate relationships with people in your familial circle, but relationships in general. So every relationship in your life. Human service professionals, social workers, and anyone else who interacts with people professionally, you must establish and follow some level of boundaries. You know, setting boundaries and following boundaries, it helps maintain ethical standards, especially for those of us who are human service professionals and social workers and nurses and doctors and those of us who are front facing with people. It ensures that there is well-being of clients and professionals, us as the professionals, and it contributes to a healthy work environment and also, guess what, that work-life balance. Boundaries are not common sense for people. They're not. People are not born with boundaries. They must be learned and taught. You have to learn them in order to enforce them to others. Here are a couple strategies, especially today for human service professionals or social workers or people who do people work to help you establish and also maintain some boundaries in the workplace. This can be if you are a frontline worker, human service professional, social worker, a nurse, or if you are an executive director, this can be for you also. First and foremost, whether you are an executive director, whether you are a frontline social worker or a frontline human service professional that is doing micro level work, understand your professional ethics. Every profession in the world is governed by some level of professional ethics. Familiarize yourself with your ethical guidelines and your codes of conduct in your profession. 
This can include guidelines from your professional organization. So if your degree has a professional organization or if your licensing board has a professional organization or a regulatory body, learn what they are. For example, human service professionals, we are governed under the National Association of Human Service Professionals. We talked about that association back in season one and our ethical standards, it's outlined for us. And there are 44 standards that have been laid out for human service professionals, starting with the preamble all the way down to 44 standards, our duty to clients, our duty to self, our duty to students, our duty to this work. I employ you, if you are a human service professional, you need to review these standards because they can certainly support you in reviewing how you are showing up for yourself, how you are showing up for your clients, how you are showing up for the organization, and where you need to assess where boundaries need to be implemented for yourself, maybe where boundaries need to be implemented within your organization. So know your professional codes of ethics for yourself. Next is there needs to be clear policies and procedures within the organization. So this may be more on the upper management level, maybe for our executive directors or for our program directors, but it can also benefit your frontline human service professionals also. Just because you might not be an executive director right now, you might be one day, sis. You might be one day, bruh. And it also does not mean because you are a frontline person, you cannot still evoke change within your organization. Collaborate with your organization to, you know, establish and execute clear policies and procedures on professional boundaries. You know, these can include guidelines for appropriately engaging with clients. If you see that a colleague is not appropriately engaging in clients, driving a client around in their personal car, you know that is a no-no. It is a liability for the organization and it is a liability for that staff person. You would think that you would have to tell somebody that. You would think that professionally you would know that that's a no-no. As an executive director, you need to have these things written out in your policies and procedures and onboarding. Give folks a copy of your organizational codes of conduct. Have them sign off on these things at onboarding. Make sure they know your codes of conduct as an organization. This will help implement your organizational boundaries and your professional boundaries as an organization at onboarding. Ensure that there is training and professional development. This ensures that as an organization, you are staying up to date on the latest ethical standards and the best practices through ongoing training, especially if you are using evidence-based work in the work that you do with clients. You need to know the changing trends within the organization. By doing this, you gain insight and you can get advice from experienced and also trained professionals. You want to always stay above the curve. 
You never want to be below. All of this helps maintain boundaries within the organization. If trends change, you need to change with the trends. If governance changes within funding streams, you need to ensure that you are always abreast with those because not knowing and still functioning in an old way can cause your staff or cause your organization to be functioning in a way that burns them out. When you have burnout folks, it's because there are not clear boundaries. Set clear and realistic expectations. Be transparent about roles and responsibilities. Be transparent about availability and services. It is so essential for boundary setting. Communicate clearly with your clients like, hey, I am available from nine to five. Beyond five o'clock, there is an emergency line or I will talk to you the next business day and stick to that. If you are communicating with a colleague, I am available until nine o'clock or after nine o'clock, I am no longer available. Do whatever you need to do to put your phone on. Do not disturb you as the professional. You have to implement the boundaries and be consistent about the boundaries so people will respect the boundaries. You can't move. You can't budge. Now, a lot of times I believe with human services work, there can be some gray areas sometimes, but when it comes to your boundaries, they need to be black and white. You have to set clear boundaries. It is healthy for you as a professional to set clear boundaries. And as an organization, you should be encouraging your human service professionals, your social workers, you should be encouraging your staff to set clear boundaries. You as an executive director should have clear boundaries because when you have clear boundaries and when your folks see you have clear boundaries, you are setting an example for them. Maintain professional distance. It's important that you maintain professional distance at all time. You know, avoid personal relationships with clients and be cautious about sharing personal information. You know, maintain professional demeanor at all time to distinguish very clear that I am the professional and you are the client. This does not mean that you disrespect your clients. This does not mean that you belittle your clients or you talk down to your clients, but it does draw the line that I am the professional and you are the consumer. You always treat your clients with the utmost respect because like I always say, you are not exempt from being on the other side of that desk, but you must maintain a professional demeanor at all time and have that professional distance from your client, not sharing personal information, even if, even if you resonate with their story, never share personal information. Don't exchange. If there is not a work cell phone, never give them your work cell phone number. Again, not driving them around in your personal car, loaning money, you know, asking for money. One of the big things that I've always seen in the work that I do, especially when I was working drug treatment is, and I'm not a smoker, never smoked a cigarette a day in my life, 
but it's the sharing of cigarettes. And it was very common in drug treatment because a lot of times in drug treatment, when a person stops using one vice, they gravitate to another vice. And a lot of times it was cigarettes. So a lot of times it was, do you have a cigarette? That is even a violation of boundary. So it it could be small and little to some, but in this work, that is big. Manage time and workload. You know, set realistic limits to your work and your hours and your workload. This will help prevent burnout, folks. Look, we resisting burnout in 2024. Say no to burnout. Say it with me. Say no to burnout. We are resisting burnout in 2024. This ensures that you are providing consistency for your own life. And also that you are providing consistent, high quality services for your clients when you are setting realistic time limits on your workload. Now, what I'm not saying is that you aren't delivering. Because remember, if you're working for a nonprofit, they're grant deliverables. And like I always tell the folks that work with me is that your work is contingent upon like I need you to deliver so I can deliver. Like our work is contingent upon one another. So I need your stuff to be in on time so I can deliver. But we want to be realistic about it. We also want to understand that when you set realistic limits on your work, when you set realistic on your work hours, and when you effectively communicate with your supervisors, with your ED, with your program directors, your boundaries And what you can get done in a day, especially if you have these high caseloads, it will help prevent the burnout. It will ensure consistently that you are providing a high quality service without compromising who you are as a professional. Practice empathy without over-identifying. This also goes back to maintaining professional distance. You know, it's essential for us as human service professionals to show empathy to our clients and also understanding towards clients. But we have to do it while maintaining professional distance. You know, you can't overshare with clients, even though their story might resonate with you. Their story might be very similar to your story or maybe very similar to a family member's story or to a friend's story. Know that over-identifying can be detrimental for boundary setting for you and that client. So practice empathy without over-identifying. And always, always, always. I'm going to get tired of hearing this this year, but practice radical self-care, baby. You should always prioritize radical self-care to maintain boundaries. I mean, practice radical spiritual self-care, whatever that may be to spiritually ground you. Maintain radical physical self-care. Maintain radical emotional and mental self-care and maintain radical professional self-care. And we're going to talk about it all month. This can include, you know, taking breaks, stepping away after your session with your clients, taking five after that meeting about the meeting about the meeting that was had yesterday, you know, seeking support 
whether it be from colleagues, whether it be from your supervision with your supervisor, or if you have clinical supervision at your jobs, whether it be that, and establish healthy work-life balance. You know, remember, you can create boundaries for yourself and teach others your boundaries by first identifying the areas in your professional life where you need to incorporate them. You can do this first by doing some serious, very intentional self-reflection. Nobody is perfect when it comes to boundaries. You can't see me, but I got my right hand up because boundaries is something that I am consistently working on. I have become very, very good in certain areas of my life creating boundaries. And I am continuously working on creating better boundaries for in every aspect of my life, every single aspect of my life. I'm working with my therapist on some areas where I need to set better boundaries. And so with work, some ways that I have set boundaries is that at 930 every night, my phone goes in sleep mode. So there are only certain people in my life that can get in touch with me after a certain time. Certain apps on my phone are shut down after a certain time at night so I can get a proper night's sleep. On the weekends, I am not to be disturbed. There are times of the month that my team knows I cannot be disturbed at all and they know who to go to for certain things. By doing some self-reflection, you are tapping into those things that are causing you to maybe resent the work that you say you love so much and now you like, what the hell am I doing? But then in the back of your mind, you're like, I got to keep doing this because I got them student loans now. (laughs) But you know you love the work, but now you're starting to resent it. But you don't want to resent it because you passionately love what you do. Or what is causing you to stay later than you really need to? or causing you to feel emotionally exhausted, cynical about the organization, the work itself, or the clients. FYI, emotional exhaustion, cynicism, those are telltale signs for burnout. And we are resisting burnout in 2024. It is critical during the time of of this self-reflection that you are doing, that you reflect on your values, beliefs, and your biases, understanding that these can help you maintain objectivity and create the boundaries that you need for your life. Listen, as people who love to show up for others as a profession, and that's why we do it, because we love to show up for others as a profession, and we love to show up for our community. We love to stand 10 toes down for our community because we believe in our community. We believe in people. That's why we do what we do. We can cultivate an ethical workplace culture that promotes growth and well-being for all stakeholders by embracing the strategies that we just went over. Boundaries is so essential. You're probably tired of hearing me say boundaries, but boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. We have to establish very good boundaries for ourselves, very healthy boundaries for ourselves and our well-being. And we have to consistently practice them for ourselves so we can ensure that 
others respect them for us. We can't say, I'm not taking calls after 930, but then you you break here and there because then no one is going to no longer respect the boundary that you put in place for yourself. Be consistent for you first. Establish the boundary for you first and everyone else will follow. Okay. Remember, radical self-care is health care and kindness is free. So do me a favor and be kind to someone today. I love you so much for listening. Until next time, be good to yourself and others. Bye. Hey.